this week in Skullface Records. Now, here's your host, President and CEO of Skullface Records, Nick Hines. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Please, everyone sit down, sit down. Ladies in the back, please put the shirts back on. Maybe later on you can take them back off, but right now, come on. And now for everyone around the world listening to Skullface Records Radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time. It's time. It's time for the show. We are live in the studio it's late night. It's been a long Sunday. It has. In Skullface Records Land. Um, we have had a huge week. We're going to discuss that a little bit. We're going to be doing the top ten for the past seven days. This is week seven of this. Um, it's going to be an interesting countdown. The studio, like 60 to 70 hours, I guess, in the last few days. Yeah. Um, we'll start with Friday. Friday, we live in the studio. What up, Dan Bowen? What's going on, dude? We were just about, we're, we're actually getting to you because you come in somewhere around Saturday. We're starting out with Friday. Friday, we hosted um, taping two of Sin City Live. Mm-hmm. Dan Bowen was on the first one. Dan Bowen was on number one, but we hosted the, the taping of number two this past Friday, mm-hmm. um, which we had Zachary Savine in. Yep. Which he he hammered what he was playing, dude. He played some awesome, some really emotional and really cool heartfelt songs. Yeah. Um, he was an awesome dude. It was a pleasure having him in. Mm-hmm. Um, they were followed up by a terrible performance by AOA. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. We totally dropped the ball on that. But in our defense, we are five <laughs> weeks unrehearsed. Yeah, man. And the thing is, it's going to give us – you have to do that. Yeah. If you don't have the bad moments, you know, you don't even know what the good moments are. Right. Um, we're going to get together, man, hopefully this weekend and the next few weeks. We're going to start recording no matter what in November. Yeah. Ashes of Atlanta will get it together and get an EP going in November. Yep. But then, ladies and gentlemen, the, the amp was here. He sang through an amp. He brought his own little setup. We recorded a video which was released on YouTube this morning, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Anonymous. Yes. That video for the very first release of a single artist on Sin City Live is incredible. It is. What it up, was- David Wright? What's happening, man? Dave? We got a lot of the Skullface family watching in and stuff, man. We appreciate you guys. Spread the word. Like and share if you care. Ba-da-ba-bump. Um, so Friday we shot those, we wrapped it up, we got back up Saturday morning, mm-hmm. we cleaned, we had this place look, and the whole time we keep this place looking spectacular. Oh, yes. Me or Slim is either always busting ass around here because mm-hmm. we want people to get the best experience they get when they come into the studio. Exactly. But Saturday, it was canceled one week. Yeah. But, dude, it was worth the wait. Right. We recorded music with Dan Bowen for about six, 
seven hours seven hours yeah we drank red yeah. bulls we drank cokes we drank mountain dews we smoked cigarettes we talked life mm-hmm. we talked music we talked about you know we be, i feel like we all became closer friends under this roof there was so many musicians in here witnessing what was going on it was pretty special yeah it was it pretty definitely neat was what how did you feel you know what i'm saying because you know, this guy is, you know, from up in your area, Slim. Uh-huh. He, I know how much you love the style that he's got. Yes. What does it make you feel and how does it make you feel that you got to push the buttons well. for his first two legit recordings, which, Dan, if you're listening, we just listened to the second one we did that Skeen don't know about yet. <laughs> and, dude, it's bad fucking ass, man. We got Busca Vitas. We got Busca Vitas. Hey, Busca Vitas, bring us some pop. He said soda. <laughs> it was awesome having him, man. He was in last yes. night, dude. It was a fun evening. Yep. So we recorded two songs. We're going to be making videos for that and some uh, and some backup uh, music to them and stuff. It's going to mm-hmm. be fun. And then we woke up early today. Mm-hmm. We started doing some radio. We, sh- we did episode two of two shows. Yes. We did episode two of Joe for President, mm-hmm. which you can find on YouTube now, which episode one, which is awesome, dude. Joe is an encyclopedia of awesome fucking shit. He is. And he will he will make you think. He will, you'll learn something when you listen to Joe talk every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we, did, we, had, we had Juicy Jimmy in here for that. Yep. And then... Me and Juicy Jimmy decided to start our own thing. I had had the idea for a my wrestling show from Parts Unknown. Mm-hmm. I talked to him about it. I think he's going to try to do a sports show as well, but I talked to, to him about it because he's a really influential star on the indie scene around. You know what I mean? And he's been around. He understands the shit. Yeah. He knows it. He's lived it. Right. So he's, what li- an he's living it currently. So that's- what, a, what an insight. Yeah, that's that's the really cool thing about um, you know him doing the show with you is that you know you got Nick Nick Himes who's president and CEO of Skullface Records and Skullface Records Radio, and then and then you've got Juicy Jimmy who is a current independent wrestler. Man, he's awesome too. And you guys are talking wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's it's good stuff. It's man. fun, man. Um, Dan, dude, we enjoyed you. We can't wait till the next time. Man. I can't wait to send you this so you can hear it. Oh, yeah. Because when we get them ready, man, we'll send you those files ASAP and these videos from your performance from Sin City, mm-hmm. which I cannot wait to see. Yeah. Once I seen the one last night for Anonymous, mm-hmm. I am now addicted and I want to see more. Yeah, exactly. We are here tonight. We're doing this week in Skullface Top 10 Edition. This is week seven. Mm-hmm. The countdown changes up, man. Um, you some, you know, out with some, in with some. There's always got to be people that leave. Last week we were disappointed that that uh, you know what, and and it was capped by our awful performance. We were kicked out of the top ten, and we were like, "Fuck you, we'll show you awful." 
<laughs> we we just won't play for you good since you didn't vote us into the top ten. <laughs> Ashes of Atlanta lost the you know got out of there last week. They did not return yet. Oh, so wow. I'm thinking we get another song tight. We start doing some recordings. We make us a little video, man, and mm. we make ourselves relevant again. AOA needs to be put back on the map. I agree. What do you think about that, Slim? I agree 100%. But we have a countdown. The very first one, you know what I'm saying, is kind of a weird thing. This has never happened in the six weeks. I mean, okay. in the set, this is the seventh week, so in the past six weeks, this has never happened on the countdown. Okay. Number one went to number 10. What? That's not That's not awful. Dude. It's on the countdown. Yeah. There is 110, 20 songs that, you know what? Yeah. They ain't on this countdown. Wow. They're released, and they're on the label. They're on it, but they're not in the top 10. So being in the top 10 by itself is a privilege. That's what I think. Right, yeah. Number 10, let's get this rocking, dude, and we're going to have a, when you're listening to it live, the, the beginning of this song is so badass. I'm hoping that we use it for, I'm going to plug us real quick, selfless plug, para not normal, Ronnie Kenner and Nick Himes talking about all the weirdest shit in this fucking world, and the beginning of it should be this song right here, dude. This is Anonymous. The song's called Worm. You're listening to Skullface Records Radio this week in Skullface Top 10. Number 10.
Last week it was number one. This week it was number ten. Either way, it's still a cool-ass song to me, Slim. It is. You know, Anonymous is making a huge-ass name. It just released three videos mm-hmm. on our YouTube in the AM this morning. It did. Um, that's unbelievable. Yep. Two of them I'm in. Yeah. One, all three of them I'm kind of in. Like, I introduced the very first one. Mm-hmm. Me and, uh, me and Ronnie are becoming pretty good buddies around here, dude. Yep. Um, I heard for a long time, you know, that we knew we had things in common. Um, you know, it just takes time to get to know someone. Yeah. You know, and sometimes the more you get to know someone, the less you like them because they hide all the bad shit. Right. But me and him are different. We hide all of our cool shit. Right. Like, you got to put up with the bullshit first to get all the good shit inside. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, we're going to number nine. Number nine. Number nine has been on the top ten countdown more than any other song. Wow. It's not been on every countdown, but as of this week, it's been on six out of seven of every top ten. Damn. It's dropped down from three of last week to down to nine, so it has dropped six places. Hmm. Hopefully it's not dropping out and being out of here for a while. Well, we'll but this see. song is man. It's a, it, it's 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 me. It's Nick. The song's called Well Then. Fuck it. Fuck it. Skullface Records Radio number nine. <laughs>
hear the Ashes of Atlanta version. <laughs> That's one of the weird songs that I actually have. And uh, when I was uh, showed my buddy Skeen about it, he was like, Man, those lyrics are pussy. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, Skeener. Um, I'll come up with something a little bit more badass. And I came up with the the well then fuck it uh, lyrics that I had, and it's been pretty successful, man. Yeah, you know it's been it's been in the countdown, like I said, more than any other ones, man. It's been a pretty cool hit, man. I'm hoping to have that on my third um, self titled Nick album. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, man. But you know who knows? We got a lot to do in 2020. I might not get around to it till about 2021. Um, you guys are listening to this week in Skullface. Um, you are listening to the top 10 edition for September 27th. This is the seventh week we've uh, been doing this. Um, we like to talk about things that are going on in the week and what we've been doing and everything. Um, what do you think, you know, week to week, we continue growing slim. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about all that? You know, we've been in this game now uh, sitting side by side for a good solid 10 weeks. We have. How do you feel about everything, man? Man. Vent yourself. <laughs> Let yourself be hired. <laughs> I, I'm loving it, dude. We're we're further along than any other radio station that started from the bottom. Now we here could be. Um, you know, we're we're way further along than any other. You know, indie underground radio station. Yeah. The cool thing was when you first came to me uh-huh. uh, with this idea of Skullface Records Radio. I had no idea. That we would build into what we've built into. Yeah, it's busy. Like, it's, it's, it's solid it's, shit. It's solid, and not only that, but a radio station centered around a record label, that's genius. That's centered because around good people that all are like each other and become exactly, friends and family. Exactly. It's something more than what a money-making scam is that's in the, your local, uh, you know, where Kroger used to be, and now they rent the spot and they put an FM station in there, and yeah. these guys are trying to buck money and nobody's friends but the two on top. <laughs> um, we're trying to build a family. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, you know, we we are building a family, man. Our family's getting stronger and stronger. Our Skullface family is just is one hundred percent Skullface, and I love it. Yeah, man, we got some solid dudes. And the in cool here, thing man. is, is that all the music we play, we don't need permission to play it because we've already got permission. Yeah, because they're our friends and our family. Right. <laughs> they're either under our label or they're our friends and family that we want to promote and we want to get their sound out. Absolutely. That's all we want to do is get people heard that wouldn't be heard if it wasn't for us. Right. We like to add. The better we can do for you, the happier we are. It's weird. A lot. I know a lot of people are like, ah, maybe. No, that's really how we are. Yeah, that's exactly how <laughs> yeah. we are. Yeah, being honest and truthful, man, and being not having a hidden agenda and all that shit, man. Right. That causes too much fucking trouble, man. It sure does. I love music. Yep. I love musicians that are honest and that are good. Mm-hmm. If you suck, you can visit. Yeah. But you got to cannot stay very long. Right. If you got drug problems. Yeah. Shit, you can visit, come jam. Mm-hmm. But you can't stay long. Right. If you got yourself together and you want to be a musician and you want to learn how to do radio and you want to do something you love, then you can stay around as long as you want to. Yeah. If you bring formats, you bring production, you bring a good idea, mm-hmm. you bring something fresh and awesome, yep. you bring... Uh, your listening and learning ears on, mm-hmm. then you can stay as long as you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, we Most want stuff. to build. Yes, we are looking for editors, 
Mm-hmm. We're looking for video makers. Mm-hmm. We're looking for female voices and personalities for radio shows. Yes. So if you're any of these, PM me, PM Slim, mm-hmm. hit us up on on our page, on do the it. Facebooks, whatever you want to do. We have on se- the social media, man. Yeah, we'll tell them on the social media. We have several <laughs> interviews throughout the week. Yeah. Um, a couple I think are real good potentials to come in. Yeah. Um, it all depends on all the things I just talked about. Yeah. Um, we're going to get back to the countdown. We're at number eight. Let's do it. Number eight. This week in Skullface. Top ten. Number eight. Next to nothing. Taken. Away. Skullface Records Radio. Number eight.
been a fun day. It's been a long day. I love it when we have Joe Lucas in the studio. Yes, Joe is awesome, His man. His energy is incredible. His knowledge is even better. Mm-hmm. And the way that, that him and Jimmy have known each other for so long and the way they mesh, mm-hmm. it's awesome. And it's, it's fun. It's cool because you're learning about their relationship, but you're also learning that you and Juicy Jimmy have crossed paths. Yeah, I forgot about that, man, but then I remembered it, you know, and the thing is, it's weird. Like I said, sometimes when you have the same habits, yeah, you meet in weird places, and then when you look back, you're like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) That's funny. That was me and you. Yeah. Um, This next band. Awesome. We, uh, we play them all the fucking time. We've had them in on this week in Skullface. We've interviewed them. Um, we've drank beer with them. We've had them at Howlin' at the Moon. They've released a split album with us. We just made a, a um, we just made a hoodie with the, with the split album with the Negative 77 and the Shocker um, Glow in the Dark. Oh, cool. Even in when you're in the dark, you can still see what the fuck is going on, baby, baby. Right? Yeah, I saw that. You brought that into my room it's the other bad night. bad fucking ass, dude. They recently, I reached out to Danny and asked if I was could make a lyric video. He says to me, he says, I got my own. Mm-hmm. I'll send it your way. I mm-hmm. said, thank you, yeah, <laughs> Sends it, it's fucking awesome. Right? It's reels of a bunch of badass horror movies. Yep. And you're like, you gotta be kidding me. It's fucking kick ass. Um, this is number seven on the countdown. You're gonna be listening to Shocker. It's into the night. You're listening to Skullface Records Radio. Number seven. <laughs>
And we're back. What I think we should do where we have all of these bad, I mean, and I'm talking bad ass. Mm-hmm. We got people hollering in. Kenner was in here, dude. Sorry, dude. I, I didn't see you. Um, Slim, he said, I knocked that mix out of the park, baby, baby. Talking about the Dan Bowen. Ah. And then, then we got, yeah, that looked amazing, brother. Very humbling experience. Dan Bowen. Boom, boom. What's up, <laughs> baby, baby? Then we got loving hashing it out for Skullface Records oh, followers yeah. digging the fucking music. Thank you, Andrew West. Andrew West, I love your interpretation, your 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 entrepreneurial spirit. Entrepreneurial. No, I can't read right. My entrepreneur, my entrepreneurial. That sounds like entrepreneurial. No, one time I sh- I, I was in the I used this weird shampoo. <laughs> and I got it. I got it in the tip. And I think you know it burned. And when I when I went there, I thought something else was wrong. But they told me it was my interpernarial. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I appreciate that, Andrew West, dude. I appreciate you tuning in, man. I appreciate you guys uh, checking us out, man, and checking out uh, the hashing it out guys are awesome. Oh, dude. You know, let's take a time out and talk about hashing it out. I love those guys. They're a guilty pleasure, dude. Yeah, but first off, um, I'm just gonna get to the point, Jerry. Give me back my fucking hat <laughs> that's the new joke around here Skullfish yes is pretty cool um dude out caleb is hilarious oh my god um he, they came up here and they chilled man they surprised me i was going over top of the uh the train tracks i went over and fucking the last person i thought would be coming over the tracks is jerry going nah and uh, the thing is i was on my way to go pick up some food because you know i'm a fat ass so i'm coming back around and uh they're at the studio yeah surprise i was like this is awesome so we went to leono's Mm -hmm. and we all we me him and caleb me jerry and caleb sat in the the living the dining room area there at leono's waiting on our food and just had a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just three I can't dudes even imagine. talking, man. I can't and even you're, imagine. You're probably a bigger, like, I'm, this ain't a fat joke. You're a bigger fan than I am of Hashing It Out. Yes. Because you listen to it as soon as it comes out. I do. <laughs> the minute they drop like, an episode, I'll you, listen. You're telling me the best parts of it. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm hearing, like, the, the, the real of it, you know, from over there when I'm usually laying down, man. Yeah. What's your take on Hashing It Out? I love Hashing It Out, man. It, it's such a cool podcast. Um, Jerry and Caleb have such an awesome chemistry. And to to think that it started mm. because they fucking hated each other. Yeah, like they used to. They used to not like each other at no all. Shit, but, but probably because Jerry took your fucking hat. <laughs> Give him back his fucking hat, Jerry. <laughs> We're gonna start a giving back your hat fund. <laughs> we might have to do a cover to Leonard Skinner's uh, "Give Me Back My Bullets" and say, "Give me back my hat." Can you can you, can you buy a nineteen 19- 93 Paris All-Star Little League hat, though. Oh. Oh. It was a Little League All-Star hat. Was that the year that you uh, threw 77 strikeouts? Nah, dude. This was when I was like probably, I was probably 11. Oh, man. This was probably like a, 
I probably made all. This was probably like my first year of like an A ball league. Probably. I bet Joe's not, got not, one. Not old enough to do it yet. I, I bet old Joe's got one. He <laughs> probably got one laid around his house somewhere. Dude, when he, uh, I walked in. I went. I went down to Paris and swooped him up. Man, we have a good time talking on the ride. It's a fun ride. You know, we just talk nostalgia. Um, I went in and, and he had on there that his sister had gave him a news clipping and a big cutout. That would goes that goes in your yard of Joe Lucas running for city commissioner. Isn't that cool, man? Dude, I, he was clean like, shaved. He was he had a suit on, dude. He was dressed to the dime. The, I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. This is gold. The the cool thing about that whole thing is that we had no idea that Joe had ever tried to run for any kind of office i knew he was political he's always had an opinion dude i've heard him on the radio calling in and giving people hell and giving people their opinion but no yeah no clue i never seen that yeah. before dude and then, and so we just came up with joe for president and then come to find out somebody brings him an old campaign sign from a campaign he ran it's over it's all over him man you it's crazy it. you can just smell the politician on him but uh wow and so, anyway, back to hashing it out. Yeah. I actually had them on my show, The Glitter Squirrels. Glitter Squirrels. It, there is an episode. <laughs> if uh, if you check out uh, if you check out uh, Anchor.fm slash Glitter Squirrels, um, it'll say the Glitter Squirrels are hashing it out. And oh, cool. what what it was was we had Jerry and Caleb on a Zoom meeting with us. I was in Ashland with John at the time, and uh, we had Jerry and Caleb on with us, and we all just sat there and talked. And the interview it was it ended up me and John were going to be interviewing Jerry and Caleb, mm-hmm. but it turned out. Jerry and Caleb interview ended up interviewing us. They flipped that shit and, on you right there. Right? Flipped and the script. It's like it the the whole episode is like almost an hour. But uh-huh. it was like uh if you've ever popped a bass string on a bass and watched what it does, it unwinds like a spiral out of control. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's exactly what happened with this episode. Oh, it all went to shit. <laughs> yeah, it was all over the place. Oh, so they dude. took over. So you're saying they took over and it went to shit? That sounds like no, that, that no, sounds, no, that no, no. Like no, 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 no. That's that, not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it, it was total. It was total glitter squirrels, man. Because we were all over the fucking place by the time it was all over. <laughs> The Glitter Squirrels is fun, man. I've only got to talk to you guys one time on the radio. Yep, yep, and uh, that oh, was a whole lot of fun. We'll have to get a, uh, we'll have to get old John Boy up here from Ashland. Man, did you see his video today where he was playing drums? Oh yeah. Can we get shout out to John real quick? Yeah. Why ain't John on here saying what's up to us? Uh, what's up, John? He'll watch it later. Yeah, he'll, he's a night owl. He's having fun. He was playing drums all day. Right. I'm jealous. He's probably, uh, he he's probably cooking at Texas Roadhouse today. Uh-huh. That uh, might be. Usually, he doesn't check in too often. Oh yeah, but uh, but if you see him around, he'll be like, "Hey, what's going on?" You well, know, I was seeing him do some badass stuff, man. But shout out to my boys at hashing it out. Yes, and check it out, man. So earlier today, we had like I've said it, you know, like I'm, I'm still got that buzz off of having Joe for president in here. Yes, just being around the president, there's that weird energy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But Joe had beef. Yeah. Joe has beef sometimes. Joe is not scared to tell people how he is. He was listening to a radio show. He heard Kurt Wonderly. 
Uh-huh. Shout out to Kurt Wonderly. He was in here. You know he's buff Bagwell. Oh, you yeah. You know how he's built. He's built like a brick shit house. Right. He looks like he could just blow somebody away. Uh-huh. He's a strong guy, strong voice, strong music. Mm-hmm. Joe said where Kurt was talking about his grandpa taking him to wrestling matches and being in radio, Joe lost it. <laughs> Joe said, get him on the phone. Get him in front of me. So I wasn't going to bring Kurt to the studio because I knew the danger level. Right. Joe for president sometimes is untamed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And there's only me me in between him and the door, dude. And I, dude, I'm slow moving sometimes, especially <laughs> on Sunday mornings. Right. Um, he calls up. He calls up while Joe's here. Mm-hmm. So Joe gets to give him a piece of his mind. Right. He tunes in. Joe challenges Kurt's granddad to a no-holds-barred, no-disqualification. Weapons match. Weapons match. <laughs> Bring your own wheel. What? Walker. Walker and a cane. Bring your own walker and cane. <laughs> it was a big tease. You know what I mean? Like, he was a huge super fan. What had happened is last Sunday, when we taped the first episode of Joe for President, mm-hmm. um, Joe came in here, man. And when Joe came in here, he, he started listening to some of the things that were on the radio. He called me the very next night and says, I have an idea. Are you cool with Kurt Wonderly? I said, yeah, why? What a weird, you know, like, like where is this coming from, from Joe Lucas at 11 o'clock at night? He's like, I love his music. He was, you know, and that's a big deal. You know, Joe's Absolutely. listened to a lot of tunes. Yeah. And for him to, you know, reach out, he wanted to show his appreciation. Absolutely. And that's how Joe does it. He'll pick on you. Yeah. He wants to pick on you and he wants to play with you. Giggity, giggity, giggity. All right. <laughs> he wants to have fun with you. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's how he shows that he gives a shit about stuff, which is badass, dude. Right. And that's just a big old segue, man, to this next song. Um, this song actually dropped from last week. Okay. Okay. It's all been kind of like that so far in this last of the countdown. So the last of the countdown was kind of the top of last week's. Right. Kind of. Yeah. But this Nexus lives. They were two last week, right behind Anonymous Worm. But this week they're four spots ahead of Anonymous. They're coming in at number six. This is Nexus lives. Stop, drop, and reload. Skullface Records Radio. Number six. <laughs> Let's go. 
number 10, Anonymous Worm. Number 9 this week, Nick. Well, then, fuck it. Number 8 was coming in with next to nothing taken away. Number 7 with their badass video. Shout out to Danny Kern, Fast Eddie, Shocker, Into the Night. Number 6, Nexus Lives. Stop, drop, and reload. And this is number 5, Swamped and Ashy. Last week. They're up. They're up from 10. They were 10. So this is the first one that moved on up. Wow. They were moving on up. Moving on up. To the ones Across the tracks in Cynthia. Boom, baby. They went from 10 <laughs> last week. They're five this week. The band's called Swamped and Ashy. The song's called Now I Don't. You're listening to Skullface Records Raider Top 10. Number five. Fuck the man I came to 
countdowns. You're listening to this week in Skullface Records, mm-hmm. um, the Sunday night top ten edition. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the seventh week in a row. We've did it. There's weird stuff. I'm an, I, I like analytics. I like stats. Um, I like keeping up with shit like that and seeing what's going on. Yeah. Um, for the first time this week, we have something that's never happened before. Okay. The exact same performer. The same do you understand what that means? Uh huh. The, the same, same person or people. The same. The same is four, three, and two. <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. I know exactly what you're going to. This guy is four, three. And two. <laughs> David, are you listening? I, I seen you was on here earlier. <laughs> Motherfucker, you come down here taking over shit. <laughs> Bringing the funkiest of the bass lines. Mm-hmm. Last night, <laughs> keeping the metronome. Right. He was trying to help out. He was in there helping. Dude, he has been such a blessing for this studio. Yes, he has. Like, he meshes well. Yes. He's got good intentions. Yeah. His music's fucking awesome. And he usually brings little Caesars, which is awesome. Every time. <laughs> Ever since that place is open. Right. I was like, Phew. And it's good. The new Little Caesars, dude, shout out. Yeah, shout, shout out. out. Dude, but the, for the first time ever, same performer. Three spots. That's crazy, dude. He's got, Dude. He has the four, the three, and the two. I think it's safe to say we can put him in the same class as Ronnie. He's a he's an alien. He's came in and take, took over. <laughs> it's exciting, dude. So so four, bring us down. Yeah. Three, so on fire. Oh wow! And two makes its debut. Ah! It has his child in it. It has his kids. It has his wife. Uh-huh. It has his whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a song that means a lot to him. The video is top of the line. It's badass. Yes. It's righteous crowd. Yep. You're going to be listening to the right anxieties for about another for 10 minutes when you're on the radio, when you're on the YouTube video. <laughs> we'll be right back with Skullface Records Radio. Number four.
number three.
David Wright. Boom, 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 ba down, boom, ba do, ba down, ba da, ba down, boom, ba do, ba down, ba do, ba da, ba. You sound like Roger Miller. We got David live in here saying, "What's up, man? We're giving you your props, dude. You took over the countdown almost tonight. But there was one more band that's in it. But the weird fucking thing is that you play bass and sing in it, so you're in the top four spots on the fucking countdown. Oh wow! You gotta be kidding me. Wow. You got to be kidding me. Friggin' alien. Alien. <laughs> what a fucking countdown tonight, man. What a day in radio. What no a weekend in Skullface Records. What a month for the radio station <sighs> and everybody involved. Um, you know, sometimes we have to say goodbye to some people that just don't fit the mode that I want around here. Yeah. It's not bittersweet. It's a blessing to get rid of some of them motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Because when you do, you find better dudes to come in here and do the job that they wasn't fit to fucking do. Right. And it's really fucking cool. And one of this song actually proves it. You know, you can have all the fucking shit in the world that you want to for 10 to 15 years and be so particular with your shit that you ain't got nothing to show or you can get together in one night and put together a goddamn gym. Mm-hmm. This is the Psychotic Marvel. The song's called Blame. You can turn this one up. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. This is Skullface Records Radio, dude. This has been fun as fuck, dude. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We appreciate everybody that likes, shares, um, gives a shit, gets on here and says what's up, uh, wants to participate. If you have any questions, inquiries about us, about any of the musicians or the people on the radio shows around here. Or if you want to date Slim, 859-588-6456. Boom. <laughs> See you guys later, dude. Skullface Records Radio. Number one.
Radio Podcast, broadcasting live from the afterlife. Welcome to Gravedigger Radio Podcast. Today we're hanging out in the studio again with Patty Starr, Paranormal Investigator. We've got some more cool EVPs for you guys and some personal ghost stories as well. So, Patty, what's the first one for this episode you've got? I know we had the uh, the girl under the stairs for the last one. On this one, I want to talk to you about a little bit of humor. It seems like every ghost hunt that I ever do, I always find a way to have laughter and fun. Uh, and I know that sounds kind of weird, <laughs> uh, considering you're on a ghost hunt. You think about horror and scary and, and that type of thing. But I always feel better with trying to find humor. So um, one evening, uh, right around uh, midnight, uh, I had a couple of friends, and we were doing an investigation at the old TB Paris, TB Hospital in Paris, Kentucky. And we were up on the third floor and putting together some things. And I happened to glance outside, and I saw two young men coming out of the woods, walking up to the building. And I turned around, and I looked at the other people. I said, oh, no, we're going to have two people. Trash, you know, tr- I, I'd gotten permission to be right. there. So here we've got these guys trespassing. And they're going, you know, we're trying to set up and do EVP work. And so one of the girls that I was with, she said, well, look out and see where they are. So I stuck my head out the window. And as my head was stuck out and I was looking down and around, just about that time, their flashlight, they had the beam coming up the side of the building and it hit my face. (laughs) And when they saw my face, I jerked back. And then I heard one of them said, oh, my God, I just saw a face. (laughs) I'm just glad he did. I'm just glad he didn't say an ugly face, you know. (laughs) And so we started laughing. We were like, oh, my gosh, they think they've seen a ghost because they didn't know we were there. Uh Our cars were parked around on the other side. And so she said, well, let's scare them away. And I said, well, what do you want to do? She said, let me let me do it. So she goes over to the window and she caps her hand over her mouth and she goes, just like that. And it scared them so bad. They started running and we looked out and all we could see is like this light just bobbing up and down on the trees where they were running. And we were laughing so hard. And then while we were laughing, you know, unbeknownst to us, uh-huh. it was like one of maybe one of the uh, doctors had come back in spirit and you hear him say, quiet. So you oh, got man. chewed out by a ghost because yeah. you're making too much noise. Too much noise in a hospital, <laughs> yes. But, but that's so cool, though. I mean, you know, yes. we'll, we'll go ahead and play that for you guys now. <laughs> you know, the fact that it, it can interact with you and that it's it's right there and that intelligent kind of haunting yes. is super cool. It is. It is because um, they just didn't uh, want to do that. And then and then uh, there were times, too, when we got other uh, voices from doctors. One time we got an EVP that said he didn't make it. And I thought that was, you know, hmm. saying that somebody had passed, you know, from the from the TB. Uh-huh. So it was always good to get uh, EVPs that we felt like either came from a nurse or a doctor or somebody there that was, uh, you know, going around and kind of protecting the hospital, even in spirit. You were telling me, too, about one that you had where it was like somebody breathing right in your face. And yes. you guys got a good picture of it. Can you tell us some more of that story? Yes. Um, I was asked uh, by the Transylvania University to go and do this 
film that they made, and they actually entered the film in one of those uh, contests uh, in New York. What do they uh-huh. call them? A film festival, right? And and they oh, they placed. I was you know pretty amazed by that, but it was I think it was because of the material and things that they were trying to cover, and they just wanted to uh, prove that this TB hospital uh, did have all of these uh, ghosts. So um, at one point, one of the photographers from the college was taking pictures and took a picture of me as I'm asking questions out to the spirits, you know, like, do you have a message for us? Uh, Can you come and speak to us? Is there something we need to know? You know, that kind of thing. And he took a picture of me and there's a ghost uh, standing right in front of me. Now, I didn't see it, Mm -hmm. but um, we know that it is not a reflection from the camera because as he took it, uh, there was some broken glass of a window. uh, And as he took it, um, the ghost was on the inside of the window and not uh, as a reflection on the outside of the window. But what had happened is I kept asking if the ghost could give us a message, and I never could quite get a voice. So I said, can you uh, let us know something or make a sound that would be indigenous to why you're here? Mm-hmm. And so um, we, you know, I give 30 seconds, and it's all quiet. Nobody's moving. And then we turn the recorder off. And then we turn it back on just to see what came through. And so what had happened at that point, we heard three heavy steps walking towards me. And then it was this gurgling kind of breathing, you know, mm. kind of like that. And it was it was so frightening that some of the students that were recording this film, they wanted to shut down because <laughs> they thought it was the voice from hell. Yeah. But um, as I explained to them, I said, you have to realize that he gave us some very valuable information. And that information was that he was a patient there and currently struggling, you know, with his breath, with his breathing, with mm-hmm. this disease. So that was uh, that was really very precious that he shared that with us. So that's what we got. So we'll go ahead and have that for you now. That's the next one coming up there. And if you listen closely, you can you can hear the breathing. It's pretty distinct. Yeah, I mean it's it's obvious there. All right, that was super scary. I I can't say that I blame those people for wanting to get out of there. I think <laughs> if I heard that, yes, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes I also feel bad for them because I've been to Waverly Hills up in Louisville and it was another large tuberculosis hospital and these people were in there trying to get treatment for this disease that didn't have a lot of treatments at the time. And, you know, it's a little bit sad to think that, you know, they they struggled so much probably at the end of their life. Yes, it is. It really is. Uh, But... um I like it when I always ask, uh, can you give us some information mm-hmm. or will you help us? We're not trying to uh, exploit you or we won't, we'll definitely not hurt you. We are just taking the information that you would so graciously give to us. We just want to try to prove that you really exist. Yeah. And and that's super awesome kind of being, you know, to a degree, a messenger or a mouthpiece for, for things that may not be able to interact in other ways. You said you've got a really good one of somebody saying, like, look behind you. What was the what was going on with that? Oh, well, this this was one of, another one of my favorites. It's kind of we laughed about it. But when you hear this EVP, uh, you'll definitely hear uh, look behind me. Hmm. And so what happened was I was teaching one of my courses. I, I taught two courses in ghost hunting. One was just ghost hunting kind of like 101. And the other one was certification in ghost hunting. And uh, this was during my certification class. And um, I was taking the students. I think I had about 10 students this day. And I was taking them through. Uh, I used 
used to have an art gallery. And so we were walking through the art gallery. We uh, were uh, recording everything. I always tell my students, always record the full investigation. And um, so we were coming around the bend, and I said, I want to take y'all into one of my favorite places. It's called the Employee Lounge. And I thought I made a funny, so I'm laughing. (laughs) So listen to my laughter, because right behind my laughter, you're going to hear a guy say, look behind me. And then you'll hear me say, oh, did y'all hear that? Because sometimes I do hear the EVPs. And, and everybody's like, what, what? Hmm. And I said, oh, I just heard somebody say, look behind me. And they're like, oh, really, really? You know, so that was kind of cool that that got captured too. Yeah. So it proved that even before I listened to the tape to prove that somebody said, look behind me. So I, it was pretty cool. All right, guys, check this one out. Wow, that one is super distinct, like what you were saying. The big question for me is what's the difference between EVP and a something that you actually hear and record? You mean like because a, that just, one was both, right? Yeah, it was both. Yeah, well, and, and also we get, <clears throat> excuse me, also we get sounds. Like we get sounds from the TB hospital. Sometimes it will be like a, a gurney and it's rolling down the hall and it's got, and then, you know, you can hear the hmm. metal and everything and you're like, oh my gosh. And then uh, one time I did get that recording and then it rolled and it quit. And then it you heard something like this like they were picking up a patient and then you hear it start to roll again you know and then it stops and you hear so you can't really understand what they're saying but it's like a segment of life that had that you Mm -hmm. just captured and oh my gosh these things are just so so awesome you think that's more of the residual style haunting then that's more the residual that happened every day there every day and so they you know it's kind of got a little bit of a rut there yeah Hmm. In all of your your ghost hunts and paranormal uh, adventures, at uh-huh. this point, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're you're basically Indiana Jones of the paranormal at this point. <laughs> oh, well, I've been doing it for for many years, over forty years. So, wow. Has, and and I'm seventy two, and I'm still doing it. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Has is there ever been a situation where you're like, we got to get out of here right now? Like, we got to go. You know, in all of my life, I have to be very honest with you. I've I can't say no that I've never had one, but I do have one that I do remember, and it actually took place at the Old Talbot Tavern. Now, um, up until that time, all of my experiences were very, very positive. But we uh, had been going in every single night. This was after the fire, after it had closed, because we were able to see more, do more, feel more after the fire. And so um, I was going to set up and just stay there until about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I had a friend with me. And I I can't really explain it. I kind of think I understand it now. See, the, the, the tavern at one time had more than one, what I 
what I refer to as a portal. It's like an opening. And when you have those openings, then a lot of things can come through. You can't think I'm crazy right now, but I even think that at that point, aliens can come through. I mean, it's just an opening well, in that dimension, in that universe, you know? There's a lot of theory about aliens being extra dimensional beings right. that we just kind of see them when the veil's thin. Right. There you go. And so um, one time I actually filmed and it was, and it, it was so asymmetrical. It looked like uh, a spaceship, really. I mean, it was small, but you could see it and it flew around the room. And so um, because of the, the I, later I, I do realize what it was, but it was just very kind of nasty, you know. Mm. So I started getting um, nauseated really bad. And then I started getting, I felt like I was having like a, you know, when you haven't eaten or you, you got, you need sugar and you're like, you know, and I, and so I told the person I was with, uh, he was making notes and I stood up and I said, we need to leave. And he, we started packing really fast and we left and he looked and when we got outside, he looked at me and he goes, I wanted to say that 10 minutes ago, but <laughs> he says, I just didn't know if it was me or what. And I said, no, we had to leave. And that's the first time and last time really that mm. I ever had anything really negative. But then the next time we went back, it was totally clear, totally so, clear. So you said you realized what it was. So, so what was it? I think it was just coming from the vortexes. For, well, I call it a vortex, a, por- a portal. I think it opened up on, on us because it had, it did that after that. It did it a couple of more times. Mm-hmm. And that's when, uh, the one time it opened up and I felt like we actually, uh, captured like, it looked like a little spaceship, really. I'm not kidding. And, uh, so I think, I think it, uh, just all boils down to there's more than one opening portal, uh, vortex, whatever you want to kind of call it. But most of the time it's all really been good. That's wow. I mean, that that's super creepy. Yes, it is. But it's it's so cool. And I, I love the extra dimensionality theories yes. and everything. Yes. I've actually got a lot of personal ghost stories that I want to kind of get your take on them and see what okay. you think about them and just kind of run them by you. All right. Ever since I was a kid, I've always had all kinds of weird ghost stories and paranormal experiences. I can remember back to like 10 years old and uh, the house that we lived in. What's really weird about it is that we were the first people to live there. Like my dad, he cleared the land and put the house there. So there wasn't a family there. The room that I was in, the doors would open and close. The TV channels would change back and forth randomly. It would turn on and off. But the weirdest one was that above my bed, I had all these Lego sets. And it was up on a high shelf that I couldn't have reached even in my sleep. And I woke up one morning. The uh, I had a Star Wars Lego X-Wing fighter. And it is down off the shelf laying on the other side of the bed and all the little figures are out of it like they've been played with and and moved around. Oh, gosh. And I never woke up. Nothing weird ever happened through the night, but I like plain as day remember waking up and it being on the other side of me from the shelf. Now, when I hear something like that, I kind of closed because I wanted to see if I could just connect to that. And I know you said that your dad cleared the land and built the house, so there was no no other uh, domicile there. It was just yours. But you do have to realize that sometimes... Even way before your dad cleared that land, there was a possibility that there could have been maybe a pioneer existence. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just think about a child that could see those bright colors and those little figures. They would be so interested in that and so wanting to play with it and touch it and set it down and look at it and try to figure out what it was. If I were to interpret it, that's kind of where I would place that. Yeah, nothing, nothing malicious ever happened. Mm-hmm. There was never any... I would get some weird feelings at night, like something was watching me, uh-huh. but nothing malicious ever happened. Yeah. But that toy being played with right. and seeing it moved in the night. Yes. 
was incredibly creepy. Absolutely, yeah. And so I think about that because a lot of times that'll happen. I'll go, this one lady called me and said, I for some reason I feel like my house is haunted and it's a brand new house. I just moved in. It's not even three months old. And I was and I told her, I said, well, maybe it's not so much uh, your house being new, but it could be something that was there before your house. And therefore, so they're just in that space. And uh, that's why sometimes uh, when you see movies and it looks like somebody walked into the wall well actually what's happening is that they at one time lived in a structure that was there and there happened to be a door there at the time (laughs) so for them they're walking through a door even though for us it looks like they're walking through the wall so we're basically seeing kind of the overlay yes of like if you were to overlay an image but like overlaying a video and it's continuing its track yes i like that i like that explanation even if you've got different stories from an old building you'll see like half a person go across the floor oh yes because they're walking on their old their old floor which isn't Absolutely. your new floor. That's right. It's a very good explanation. I it never really thought is. about that, but yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And, and also, those are good. can things come with you? Like maybe nobody's been in that place before in that house or on that land, but like something, something can attach to you yes. and come along. You, you keep saying that you don't have any psychic powers. You keep reading what I'm going to say next. Oh, so, no, I'm psychic. I just don't, I've never had a oh, paranormal Okay, experience. good, 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 good. <laughs> because what I was going to say at that same lady's house uh-huh. when I came there and she was like, I've been here three months. Well, it come, come to find out she'd had a boyfriend that... She did not. They broke up. Mm -hmm. And right at the end of their breakup, um, he had been uh, dabbling in some illegal things. Oh. And uh, those illegal things caught up with him and he was shot. Oh. And died. And it just so happened that it was him trying to reach out for her. Oh, wow. So it didn't have anything to do with, you know, the property or the house being new or old. It actually came came all back to her. Okay. Yeah. So that was interesting that you brought that up. For my next one, it's uh, so I also work as a paramedic in addition to this. The station that we were at, there was actually two stations in Madison County that are incredibly haunted. One of them is actually on a Civil War battlefield. The way it was set up, you had two rooms that would face the outside that had windows in them and then two interior rooms. Well, people reported that if you slept in the rooms with the windows, you'd hear scratching on the glass all night long. So I was like, well, screw that. That doesn't sound fun at all. I'm going to sleep on the interior. I'm laying there one night and the room just gets oppressively dark, like just a a weird heaviness. I can't see the light under the door anymore. And it's just it's weird. Me being me in my mind, I immediately revert to being five years old again. And if I can't see it, it can't see me. So I just pull (laughs) the covers up and, and roll over and go to bed. The night passes pretty uneventfully. I wake up the next morning and I'm over at the girl that I'm dating at the time, her house. And I, I changed my shirt and she's like, what happened to your back? I said, well, what do you mean? Oh, no. She's like, well, you've got like these three like claw marks underneath your shoulder blade. Oh, my God. And nothing ever woke me up. Nothing ever happened. Uh-huh. And but the weird part about that station is we had motion sensors on the inside of the doors uh-huh. that would unlock it. And you would hear those motion sensors clicking all day long of things locking and unlocking. Oh, Wow. That is, that's it's really unusual, though, that you didn't feel it good because a lot of people that end up getting these scratches, it'll start out like, oh, you know, I'm, my back is stinging a little bit. You know, it's kind of like that or my arm or and then when they look, they see the scratches and they're real fresh. Yeah. And uh, but it's 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 uh, funny that you got those. But then again, you didn't feel it. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Are you a really yeah. heavy sleeper? I am. Okay. I'm an incredibly okay. heavy sleeper. Okay. So it maybe that in the moment yeah, you just didn't feel it. That's it may right. not have phased me. Yeah. Right. Well, and wow. then the the other station that we had, the old EMS station, they've now changed to a new one. 
but it was kind of the uh, the most hated man in Berea. He was uh, this old racist that would basically train his dogs to attack little black kids that would cross through his yards. Like this, this guy was the devil. Yeah. And apparently, when he died, the city of Berea threw a party, kind of you know, <laughs> oh my as, gosh. as they should. Yeah. But he haunted the EMS station there one night. So the way the rooms were set up, it was each crew had one dorm, and there was two beds in there. So I kind of, for whatever reason, wake up in the middle of the night. There's a bathroom kind of at the end of the dorm. And I see the lights on in there. The water's running. I look over. My partner's in her bed sound asleep. And I was like, the hell's going on? All of a sudden, this figure that looks like the only way to describe it is blue TV static is the only way I could even think of. Hmm. It's just a fuzzy humanoid comes walking out of the bathroom, hits the wall and it's gone. And it was blue. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've I, seen that. I've seen that. I got a picture of one of those. Oh, wow. Well, I've got to see that. Yes. And then another one, one night, we're laying there, and uh, the other, it's like three in the morning. The other crew's gone out on a call, and there's alarms that would sound if a door opened. Uh-huh. So we knew that we were the only crew in the station. Well, we hear these big, heavy footsteps running up the stairs towards the dorm. The dorm room door gets thrown wide open into, like, the little living room area we right. had. You hear these big, heavy footsteps run around the uh, the living room mm-hmm. and then run back down the stairs. The wow. alarms never sounded. Wow. And we were the only one there. We actually went through and cleared the station. Didn't oh see a soul. Your wow. teammates saw, experienced all this, yeah, too. Yeah, we, we oh both woke up because we're like, well, somebody's broken in and something yes. bad's about to happen. Oh, we my thought gosh. We were, that wow. is, that's an awesome story. And, you know, sometimes, too, I feel like with your profession, uh, you, it's EMT, is that is that correct? Am I seeing it? Paramedic, but yeah, close yeah. enough. Okay. Um because you guys are, um, a lot of times you're actually faced with that moment of death. And sometimes I think that um, affects your energy, your frequency, vibration that draws them to you because they they understand that you have that compassion when you go to a home and you're really trying to save this person's life. And then, and then when that doesn't happen and they pass, then you, you feel that sorrow and you feel that pain too. And they're like, oh my gosh, we can really relate. So I, I kind of think that's why, because I've investigated two or three uh, fire stations. And then my, my son was, I think he was a, uh, he ended up being a lieutenant. Um, and he was a fireman for 11 years and, uh, boy, did he get caught up in a lot of situations, always worried about him. And I'm sure, uh, there's been times when you worried about yourself, when you have to go into places, uh, there, that might not be so safe. So it would make sense to me that, that, that you might be exposed maybe in, in, in other, more so than in other, uh, occupations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, there was another, uh, let's see, let me think, let me think. It was like another occupation. Oh, um. Policemen. Oh, my goodness. Some I used to have policemen take my class, and I had firemen to take my class. And they taught me a lot because at one time I said, I can't ever figure out that in some of the homes we go into, more so than most, um, we get a lot of uh, kind of spirit energy in the bathroom. Oh. And this hmm. one um, fireman told me that, um, well, that's because a lot of times people will die in the bathroom. They die in the Yo, toilet. Yes. Or they have a heart attack and they think they have to go to the bathroom or either they strain too much and there's a nerve that goes down the spine or whatever and Uh they just kill over dead. And I thought, well, that makes sense because I'll get my EMF meter and I'll go into the house and I go, I get in the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I feel something. And and, and then I find out later, (laughs) you know, so I learned that. 
And I was very grateful. And then there was a police officer that taught me some stuff. And he said that he went, there was this case where this crazy woman kept calling the police department that there was a man in her house. Well, when they'd get there, she'd be um, hysterical and she would describe him and everything. And she'd get to the point where they they didn't find anything. They found no evidence of a break-in, so they would take her to the mental hospital. <laughs> and so, um, and this would go on like once, once or twice every five or six months, you know. And so one night they get the call and they go, oh, it's her again. And so two of them go in the house and this one guy, there's two cops and one walks off and he's writing down the information because they still have to make the report, you know. And uh, he said, I saw my partner come back up behind you know, beside me. And uh, so I turned to him to ask him a question and he disappeared. Oh, and, he, man. And, and so the woman looked at him and said, see, you saw him, didn't you? You saw him, didn't you? Who's I'm crazy not crazy. Now? Yeah. <laughs> so I just keep learning so much from other professionals that come in and take my take my course, you know, so I'm very grateful for that. Well, and so the uh, the next one, the house that I'm, I'm staying in now, my grandparents, they're actually buried on the property. Both of them died in the house. Okay. And there was one night I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and the girl I was dating at the time, she was staying over and I hear a woman's voice in the hallway just say, Hey, and I thought it was maybe her. So I walk in there to check and see what's going on. And she's sound asleep in bed with the covers kind of like halfway down. And you can tell she's cold. She's kind of shivering a little bit. I watched the end of the comforter go up and over top of her shoulder and basically tuck her in. Wow. Yes. Wow. And then another one, there was this tremendous crash from downstairs in the basement. I mean, it sounded like a bookcase full of stuff falling over. Wow. And so we all kind of run down there real quick, checking to see, you know, what's happened. Nothing's out of place. Nothing's been moved. No activity at all. Oh, wow. So those kind of weird phantom that, sounds. Those are, yeah. I've, and I've had that happen in my house so many times. You try to figure out what was that sound. You can't find it. Well, yeah. And then kind of going back to you, you seem to kind of pick up on when I mentioned seeing like a, a blue object. Yes. There was one night that I was sitting there at my desk working on some stuff and I saw some movement kind of out of the corner of my eye. Mm -hmm. So I turned around and look at it and I see what can only be described as like this kind of four foot in diameter iridescent blue blob okay and it's it, it looks like it would almost be if you could touch it be like gelatinous oh. and i and i see it it goes up the wall and Ooh. then it hits the ceiling and it kind of does like a wavy pattern as it goes up into the ceiling oh my gosh and it was it was definitely one of the weirdest things i've ever seen oh my god well i'm i i have that blue i call him the blue man in the cemetery and um uh before i leave today i'll show you that picture that's awesome well guys Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoying some of our spooky tales and some mm -hmm. EVP. Patty, thank you so much for being on the show. We've had a blast oh, talking to you. Oh, gosh. Come, come I back had such a good time. Thank you all for inviting yeah. me, and I do hope I get to come back. I really do. Let's oh, do it. absolutely. Yes. All right, guys. Until next time. Have you ever heard of a podcast? People listen to them. They subscribe to them. They love them. As a business, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? You can when you hire the pros at Skullface Records Radio. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical people and a killer podcast to spread the word about you 
your business. Getting old biz into new media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with the help of Skullface Records Radio. Get a free estimate by emailing skullfaceradio at gmail.com or call 859-588-6456 today. Some creepy guy is stalking you in the parking garage at 3 a.m., but you're not worried because you have a bright for war industries knife strapped to your belt. Don't be a victim in this crazy world. Protect yourself. Carry a knife made by Bright for War Industries. It may save your life. Hi, this is Josh for Bright for War Industries. I'm a professional knife maker with 15 years experience. If you're looking for a unique gift or a high-performance piece of cutlery for the kitchen, the field, or for personal protection, look no further. Look for me on Instagram at Bright for War. Need some t-shirts? Want some merch for your band? Stickers? Whatever you need. Let Special Tees hook you up. T-shirts, car decals, and more. Fast, friendly service with a smile. It's just under their mask. Special Tees is now the exclusive provider for Skullface Records Radio t-shirts. Call Brittany DeVest at 859-588-2165. 859-588-2165. Shipping is available for an extra cost. Special Tees of Cynthia. Would you like to donate money to our cause? Shit ain't free, man! This stuff takes money. Every little bit helps. We can do a commercial for your business. You can make you money, and then we can make money. Want to sponsor a segment or one of our shows? Want to get famous, man? Want to sponsor a show? Multiple mentions, all kinds of publicity. Email us skullfaceradio at gmail.com. Don't forget the social media. Find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash skullfaceradio Records Radio. This is Goosey from Goosey's Goodies. Are you looking for some goodies for your next party or event? Be sure to find me on Facebook so I can make you some custom baked goods. You can bet your sweet when I'm in the kitchen baking, I'm listening to Skullface Records Radio. Mention Skullface Records when placing your order and receive special discounts. Find Goosey's Goodies on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Goosey's Goodies 1. Don't forget the apostrophe. There is no apostrophe. Your short name is Goosey's Goodies 1. <laughs> Live out your dream to be a superstar under the lights. Always the best crowd and crew in Lexington. Survivor's Karaoke Bar, 161 East Reynolds Road. Remember to tip your bartenders. You'll find Mama Nancy, Will, and the captain behind the bar always serving up the best drink. We got Brian, Bobby G, and DJ Hi-Fi in the booth just ripping it in karaoke. Survivors. 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 The best in karaoke in Lexington. Karaoke starts at 9 o'clock. Mention Skullface Records on Friday nights for drink specials. Survivors. 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 Survivors is on a mission to have the best and safest karaoke bar in Lexington. We ask all our patrons to practice social distancing and please wear your mask. Temperature taken upon entry. Survivors. 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 161 East Reynolds Road, Lexington, Kentucky.